Welcome to Leaders Lift, episode 25. I'm Greg Cunningham, and I'm glad you joined me for today's conversation. Now today, I want to try and not go negative, but I want to talk about how the negative thoughts and the stories that we tell ourselves, how they impact our lives. So I hope you'll stick around for the conversation. Before I dive into any of that, just a reminder to subscribe, share, follow, rate, review the podcast that really helps get the message out to others that may be looking for this kind of content. Now to dive right in, in episode 10, I talked extensively about the stories that we tell ourselves, stories about ourselves, about others, about situations in life, and I covered how these stories impact us, right? Um, I covered also how they relate to imposter syndrome. Well, I want to do a quick recap of that episode here in just a bit, but I also want to talk about how these stories, particularly those that are negative, impact how we think, act, and our overall mental health. And then maybe discuss just a few ways that we can work on not letting these stories have so much impact on us. The problem with negativity is that it has such a great impact on us, way more than anything that's positive. I don't know what the studies say about the ratio of positive things that you need versus how to overcome anything that comes in that's negative. But if you just think about headlines or you think about any of those kinds of things that um, news releases or even on social media, the things that get our attention the most and that really grab us and suck us in are generally the things that are the most negative. So I wanna try and talk about that just a little bit today. First of all, just in this quick recap, the kinds of stories that we tell ourselves, these are some things, again, that I covered back in, uh, back in episode 10. So go back and listen to that if you wanna dive in, in deeper on all kinds of different stories. But first of all, stories that we tell ourselves, on the positive side, sometimes we tell ourselves that we're superheroes or other things that may make it seem like the glass is clear full, way more full than maybe it really is. We also then go into the negative things. We can tell ourselves stories like, I'm a failure, or I can't do something, or I'll never be that good. You know, generally things that are super negative. And we're probably harder on ourselves in most cases than other people are on us. And the fact of that is, maybe not a fact, but in my opinion, reality is probably somewhere in the middle. We're probably not a superhero that can conquer anything and everything we can think about. We're also probably not failures. There's definitely got to be some middle ground here, but we don't tend to see that middle ground. We tend to see one extreme or the other. And because negative things can take up so much more of our brain, at least much easier they can take up that space in our brain, then we tend to focus on these negative things, or at least a lot of people do. Now, we also tend to think about others in some similar ways. We tell ourselves stories or think about others. What kind of a person are they? You know, how perfect may their life be? Or maybe their life isn't perfect. You know, social media tends to portray things that we perceive as being perfect lives. And that's just not a good thing. We tell ourselves stories about what they're thinking, and we can even tell ourselves, maybe think about your kids or somebody brand new on your team or something like that. We can tell ourselves stories about how much they need our help and that we have to help them or they won't get something right. You know, the whole adage, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. We can tell ourselves stories about those types of, uh, about those types of things. And then we also tell ourselves stories about current situations and even future unknown 
situations. I know I've talked about this a lot, but with my background in emergency preparedness, I, I still tend to think of worst case scenarios and try and plan out how to mitigate those. So that's a form of story that we can tell ourselves. We can tell ourselves that this current situation is just going to be horribly bad or it's not going to go well and we're going to be in trouble. Or we may look down the road to say, hey, I've got this thing coming up. Oh, it's just not going to go well. It's I've got this big meeting with my boss and I just know I'm not going to be ready and not going to be able to present the things that I want to. So those are also the kind of negative stories that we tell ourselves about current or even potentially future situations in our lives. So those are just some examples of these negative stories and thoughts that we have. And sometimes they're just impulsive thoughts that come in. And then other times we start with that impulsive thought. And if we don't push it aside, then it starts to build into this dream or fantasy or nightmare or whatever you want to call it, right? That then sucks us in and pulls away our time, attention, and energy. And so let's dive in and talk just a little bit about how this constant negativity, if we allow it to run rampant in our lives, how it can impact us. Now, I'm going to do this disclaimer a couple of times during this. As I talk about negativity and emotions and these stories that we tell ourselves, remember, I'm not trying to be a professional counselor or therapist. So if you're really struggling with this kind of stuff, please go out and get the help that you need. That's not me. If you need professional assistance, go out and find it. There's plenty of it available. Okay. Let's start off by talking about how these negative stories that we tell ourselves about others, how they impact our lives. So first, if we've got this negative opinion or perception or we've got this negative story going on in our heads about someone, then maybe we're not going to give them benefit of the doubt. And I've talked about that in the past. And we're probably not going to give them credit for the good things that they do or that they can do or their potential or any of those kinds of things. So we have this negative story. Let's just say it's something like, well, they can't, they'll never get that done. They can't do that. They're not capable of doing that. And so in those scenarios, if it's one of our kids or if it's somebody that we're working with or anybody else in our lives, then maybe we try and step in too much. So we're not giving them credit for what they could possibly accomplish. And there's definitely an impact on them being able to achieve their potential if we're constantly stepping in and doing things for them that they should be able to do themselves. I have this struggle when it comes to problem solving. I love to solve problems. And so I'm actually going through this right now in my life where I see different people that are in my circles, they're having different struggles, and some of it relates to things that I'm working on and other doesn't, but I've got to find this balance between when I should step in and help, when I should step in and solve the problem, because sometimes that has to happen, and when I just need to let them go, right? Let them do their thing. They can ask for my help if they need it, or just let them struggle a little bit to get through and learn how to solve those kinds of problems on their own. So if we have these negative stories about people's capability, what they can do, their potential, then we may step in and never really give them a chance to grow. Now, another thing that happens when we tell ourselves negative stories about others is we can completely misunderstand people's, uh, their, their intentions, right? What they intended. So, you know, a good example is when we send a text message that says, I am so mad at you. And what you were really saying, I am so mad at you for doing that. And I don't know if the sarcastic tone is coming through here, right? But you can send this through and somebody's going to look at that and go, oh my gosh, they are so upset at me or something like that, right? Maybe that's not a great example, but I think we all understand how, how our emotions and our intentions don't come through on text, right? Whether it's email or text, it doesn't really matter. 
when we tell ourselves negative stories about other people, we're also not getting to what their intentions may have been, right? And um, there was a story in one of the books that I've recommended in the past about somebody waiting in line to buy their um, to buy their uniform for work, and it was this horrible thing, and they had to wait in this really, really long line. And when they got up to the front, the cashier said, I was sorry about your wait. And they had told themselves a story that, about their own weight, meaning W-E-I-G-H-T. So they got upset and left when really all the cashier was saying, I'm sorry you had to wait in such a long line. So there's these intentions. If we're telling ourselves negative stories, then we're probably going to think people are saying negative things about us or thinking negative things about us or their intentions are negative and we could be completely off base, right? So those are a couple of the impacts that when we have these negative stories in our heads, how about other people, how it impacts them and our thinking. But let's talk more about direct impact on us. So when you've got these negative stories in your head and you let them go, you just keep following them and they do something that maybe isn't the way you want, we just get upset and frustrated. So that frustration, all of that anger, possibly anything else, all of these other negative emotions are just reinforced and they continue to grow. The story starts to build up too. And at what may have started off as something that is super, super simple, then expands and expands and expands. And if we don't put it in check, then all of a sudden we think of this person that we have a lot of respect for as the worst person in the world, right? Because we're telling ourselves this story and we've started down this negative path and we haven't reined it in, right? So we just keep going. And again, those negative emotions are so strong that they just keep consuming us. The other thing that then happens as we let these stories and these things fester and go on is that they drain our wells way faster than we can refill them with anything that's positive. Now, I don't know why that is, why it seems that the negative things can drain us so quickly, but it takes a long time to build things back up, right? So, but that's what happens if we don't check these stories, we get worked up over something that maybe we have zero control over, that may be a completely false narrative, and it just drains our wells down to where there's nothing. Another thing we end up doing, because a lot of times we won't say something or we won't try and address the situation, we end up fighting with that person or yelling at them or creating these interactions in our heads, right? And that just reinforces these negative stories that come out. And so that just continues to pull us down this negative path, draining our wells and increases our frustration and all of that kind of stuff. Now, another thing that happens when we start telling ourselves these negative stories is it starts to put our own part in this to the side or to make us look like uh, we're the hero or we're the good guy and they're the bad guy. And when reality is, there's probably some things on our part that may have made a situation worse if it's bad at all to start with. So we just, we end up not recognizing our part in everything. And honestly, they probably have no clue what's going on because you haven't talked to them about it other than maybe you through the silent treatment or whatever the case may be. But so we've got all these frustrations. We've got all this stuff that builds up. We don't recognize our own part in it. And then sometimes we actually take that a step further and we start talking about this with somebody else that's not this person that we've got this negative story about. And we work through all of this and figure out why they are the way they are and how horrible of a person they are. We have that conversation with somebody else and you've never talked to the person. And they have absolutely no clue what's going on. Now, can you see how that impacts you 
and drains that well. And then how it's eventually going to impact that relationship if it keeps going. All right. Now, that's, that's those negative stories that we tell ourselves about other people. And remember, relationships are some of the most important things that we have. They're probably going to have a greater impact on our lives than almost anything else. And so if we don't learn to work through these negative stories and emotions that start in our heads, then we're going to struggle with some of these key relationships when things could be much, much, much better. Now, let, let's switch gears just a little bit and talk about how the negativity about our own lives impacts us. These negative stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves, right? That I'm a failure, I'll never get this right, or this is the kind of person that I am and I can't do anything about it. Any of those kinds of negative stories that we have, here are some of the things that end up coming up because of this type of stuff. So one is, I can never make it. I'll never achieve that dream of mine. And last week, I talked about pursuing our dreams and how sometimes as adults, we just give up on our dreams and decide to go back to what's most comfortable. One of the reasons we may do that is because we've got these negative stories in our heads that says, I'm not that kind of person, or I'm not the kind of person that can make that be successful, or I don't have those skills, or I'll never be able to learn enough to be able to be successful and do that, or you know, whatever it is. So we push aside our dreams because we've got these negative stories in our head about our own potential and about where we think we can go. There's another very, very negative thing that happens is I don't deserve that or I don't deserve to be happy or I'll never be happy, you know, because my life is just all of this kind of stuff. And there might be some reality to in situations like that, right, where people just have it super rough. I know that they do. Um, but a lot of times we just create that sadness or that um, lack of joy and happiness and potential in our own heads, and it's not really there. I mean, I have never met anybody that didn't have an incredible amount of potential. Now, what they have to have in order to meet that potential is first belief in themselves, second belief from somebody else, and then they have to work sometimes to create an environment where they can be successful. And I'm not saying everybody can grow up to be president of the country or a president of a, a company, you know, those kinds of things. But we all have a tremendous amount of potential. It's just a matter of believing in it, helping others believe in us, and then trying to put all the pieces together to make some of that happen. It's tough. And sometimes it just doesn't happen for people. One of the things that that leads into, if we start talking about pursuing our dreams, is that the concept of once I make a decision and head down this path, I can't change it. You know, so we have this false impression that these bigger decisions that we make in life, that they're chiseled in concrete, that we can't undo them, that we can't course correct after we've started down a pathway. And in most cases, that's just not true, right? We may start down a career path and decide to pivot. How many people do you know that have degrees from a university and currently are working in something that has absolutely nothing to do with their degree? Because they loved it. Right? I was listening to a tech podcast, and they talked about how many people there, it's three programmers, three developers that are actually hosting the podcast, and they were talking about how many people they knew that were programmers or developers that had absolutely no intention to ever start off that way. I had a boss at the, when I worked at a financial institution that had a degree in archaeology, and she was a vice president at a financial institution, and then went on to be 
uh, onto an insurance agency. And so, you know, we have these ideas that whatever I do now that's chiseled and that determines my forever future. There are some key decisions that we make that will have significant influence on those futures. But most of this kind of stuff is not chiseled in concrete. And the problem is when we have these, this story about things are chiseled in concrete and I'll never make it, is that then we start to feel like I have to make a perfect decision right now. I can't just make a good decision and then move forward. I've got to make a perfect decision right now because I'll never be able to course correct. And I remember when I was working in product management, when I was learning about, about how we would iterate, right? How we would try something out and if it didn't work, great. Learn fast that it wasn't going to work and then do it again and then try something else. And uh, had to realize that our product decisions didn't have to be perfect on day one, that we could iterate on that and learn things as we go. And I'm working with a client right now that we have a pretty extensive project that we're working on. And the same kind of thing, we had this plan all laid out and we have changed that plan several times. Changed what we were looking for, what we were doing, timelines, all of that kind of stuff. We're adapting as we go along. But if we had all had this thing in our heads that this is the absolute deadline and whatever plan you put in place on day one of a six month project, that's what we have to follow. That's just going to lead to some frustration and difficulties because we're going to try and go down a path that may not work rather than realizing that things aren't set in concrete. So my advice there, right, is don't think that way. Don't think that everything you're doing is going to be chiseled in concrete and you can't fix it, that you can't course correct, because most of the time you can. Now that leads to another negative thought that shows up, and that is that if I head down this road and I struggle or don't succeed, I just should have never tried it in the first place. And you can imagine if you're thinking about that when you want to start down a brand new path or you want to pursue a new dream, how that could discourage you from even starting down the path. Well, if it doesn't go perfectly, then I shouldn't have tried it in the first place because that means it was the wrong thing for us. No, the reality is that sometimes when things get really, really hard, that absolutely means that we're on the right path. And I'm actually going to talk about that in one of my next couple of episodes. So about what, what it means and what we do when things get really hard. But this negative story that we tell ourselves that I have to get it perfect or if I start down the path and it doesn't succeed and I have to course correct small or even large course corrections that I should have never tried it, that's just not a good thing. And I think if you think back in your life, think about anything that you've tried previously and it didn't go well. Do you look back and say, well, why didn't I even try that? And I would argue that maybe that's not the right question that we should be asking ourselves. We should be grateful for the experience and be able to look back and say, yeah, that didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. But what can I learn from it and how can I become better and move further down the path of my most potential based on the things that I learned from that? So our experiences, good and bad, tend to create who we are, right, or who we become. So we've got to get out of this, this state of mind where it's, if it's not perfect, it's negative. If I can't make the right decision right now and that's going to determine the course of my life and I never change, those kinds of things are horrible. That's not where we want to be. And that kind of is what leads us into this spiral down of negativity where it can paralyze us. And then we're just like, you know what? I'm not going to pursue that dream. I'm just going to go back to where I'm comfortable. Why? Because I don't know how to make a perfect decision right now. I'm never going to be able to change this, or at least that's what I think in my head. And I don't want to go down a path that I can't succeed and look back and regret that I tried something. So if I think about this negative 
that these negative stories that we tell ourselves, I mean, it just paralyzes us. We end up not moving forward, pursuing our dreams, or doing some things that could be absolutely incredible in our lives. Okay, one other thing that we tell ourselves, especially when we start thinking about being a leader or a parent or, you know, anytime you're responsible for or support other people, and that's this story, and I believe it's a negative story, um, that is that I'm going to take care of everybody else first, and eventually I'll get to myself. I don't think that works. Now, I don't think you can go to the other extreme and say, I'm going to make this all about me and everybody else in my life is on their own, my kids, my team, whatever the case may be. But I think we have got to stop telling us this story that says, I'm a leader. Everybody else has to be okay. I put the needs of everyone else before my own, no matter the situation. And that's the way I'm supposed to be. And eventually it'll all work out. I think that's a bad narrative. I think we've got to get better about telling ourselves, yes, as a general rule, I'm going to put everybody felt first. And I'm going to do what's right for my team. But if doing what's right for your team means you never take a vacation or never take a day off because you feel like you have to be there to cover for somebody else to be able to take a day off, that's just not going to work out for you. And you're going to burn out. Your well is going to get empty. And then you're not going to be any good to anyone. So you've got to find this right balance. Now, I had a situation uh, a couple of years ago where I had somebody that was not on my team, but that I was partnering with extensively, and they had a very, very large family emergency and were going to be gone, and I just jumped in to help them. Well, eventually they came back, and I realized I was a little burned out. It was the right thing to do at that point, and to a certain extent, I tried powering through, but eventually I realized, okay, I got to do some self-care here. And there's some of that going on right now. I've mentioned on the podcast that with my mom passing away and all of the different things that we're trying to, to do to settle up everything there, there's a lot of pressure on everyone. And so this is one of those examples where I have to think about, okay, what really is my role? What problems do I need to solve myself? Right? What problems do I need to support others as they look to solve? And what other things do I just need to let go completely? And I'm grateful that my brother has been pointing some of this out to me over the last week because he's much more go with the flow and relaxed than I am. I want everything to work out the way it, it's the way I believe it's supposed to. So this story that we tell ourselves that once everybody else is okay, then I can take care of myself, that's just never going to happen. So that negative story ends up draining our well. We get burned out and then we can't deal with any of this other stuff. And the biggest problem with that is when we are tired, worn out, when our wells are empty, the negativity that already has such a massive influence on us has even more influence. Okay? So it becomes even harder to work through and get out of those negative spirals that you start on. I mean, think about it this way. Let's say you're going to train for a 5K and so you go out and you train and train and train and you run that 5K and it's awesome. And then you decide, you know what? I've been going at this for several months. Um, I'm going to take a break for a few weeks, a couple weeks, however long it's going to be. What happens when you go back out? So you trained for five months. You did a good job on the 5K. You take a couple of weeks off and you go out and where's your conditioning level? I don't know about everybody else, but for me, I'd be way back to the start. In two weeks, I probably lost 
three months worth of conditioning. I don't know if it'd be that extreme or not, but hopefully you understand what I'm talking about is that when we go into these negative things, all of the positive stuff that we built up, we lose that and then we have to start again and go back to building up that positive stuff. And it takes a lot longer to build that positive momentum up than it did to just get into that negative spiral. Hopefully that makes sense. Now let's talk about the overall impact of these negative stories. And the number one impact for these is that we just, we get paralyzed or we just stop progressing or we stop dreaming or we just kind of get into this comfort zone or we become complacent. That's probably the number one impact. And number two, which is related to that, maybe this one's number one, maybe I don't have these in the right order, but this, these negative stories, they pull us away from what matters most. Think about our relationships. If I've got some negative narrative going on in my head about a key member of my family, what am I going to do with that relationship? You know, let's say it's worst case scenario and I have this negative thought about something my spouse said to me that my wife said to me and she said something and I took it completely wrong and I've got this negative story going on. What happens, right? How do you, what do you, what happens to that relationship? Well, you're probably going to damage it a little bit. At very least, you're going to stop working on that relationship until you get out of that negative pattern, right? So they pull us, these negative stories about other people pull us away from those relationships, and we don't nurture and develop those relationships, which we need to be doing constantly if they're the most important relationships in our lives. And then these negative stories that we tell ourselves, they also pull us away from the situations or dreams or the things that matter most in our life, right? If I've just had a really, really rough day and the grandkids want to go play, if I've got all these negative stories about how tired I am and how horrible the meeting went today, and that I'm failing as a business person, as a father, as a grandfather, am I going to want to go spend time with my grandkids? Maybe not. Right? So the other day I had a really, really rough day. We had a bunch of stuff going on and I just was super stressed. And so we decided we were going to go out for date night early. And in between, I had about 45 minutes and I thought, I'm just going to go read a book and try and get out of my own head and um, decided not to. Decided to go outside and play with our youngest grandson for a half hour. And so I pushed through that negative story that I had and I went outside and I played with him for a half hour and he just loved it. He loves playing with Papa. And when we got done, I said, wow, I feel so much better than I did because it was something that was able to kick me out of that negative, you know, that negative spiral that I was in. So they pull us, these negative thoughts pull us away from the things that matter most. If they don't pull us off our paths, if they don't distract us from the dreams that we have or moving forward, at the very least, they drain our energy. So we just don't get to those things that matter most, you know? If I think about, I've got a bunch of problems going on at work, but I've got this strategic plan over here that I'm supposed to be working on. Well, if I've got a whole bunch of operational issues going on, I'm going to focus on and get those operational issues done, and I'm not going to get to that strategic plan. By the time I get over to it, I'm going to be exhausted, and I'm going to say, I can't do that today. I'll do it tomorrow. And then I repeat the cycle the next day. The same thing happens in our families or in our homes. Got maintenance on the home that needs to be done. I've got kids that need to be shuttled around the place. We've got dinner to fix, laundry to do, you know, all of those kinds of things. And if we focus so much on those things, then we lose sight of, you know, what matters most? Just sitting down and playing games with the kids for an hour or so. You know, 
those are tough things to do. And when we have this negative narrative going on, our energy gets low and we just don't get to those things that matter most. So those are just a few of the overall impacts that we can see from this kind of stuff. Let's just transition and wrap up with, so what do we do about it? Now, first and foremost, you need to recognize that this is happening. Recognize when you start a story, that would absolutely be the best. But, you know, 30 minutes into this negative story in your head, that's also better than three days into this negative story. So you need to recognize that, hey, this is, a neg this is negative. This narrative is negative or it's bringing me down or it's not positive. And then you need to start doing something about it. And that's gonna go back to the same things that I say all the time, be deliberate in analysis. So first, try and separate the fact from the fiction, okay? What are the pieces that I've made up in my head versus what actually has happened, right? That's hard. It can be really hard to do, especially when you're talking about relationships with other people. It's a little bit easier with our own stuff, right? If I think I had a bad meeting today and I start thinking about it, oh, this is what I could have done differently. This is what I could have done, blah, blah. And I just keep going and going and going. And all of a sudden it was the worst meeting ever. But I need to take a step back and say, okay, wait a minute. That's a negative narrative. Let's take a step back. What went well in the meeting? Okay, well, we still got an answer, even though it didn't we had to argue to get there or something like that, right? So try and separate that fact from fiction. See if you can go from a negative to a positive. Start looking for the positive in the situation, the person, or whatever the case may be, and I'll get there in a, a little bit more in just a second. Talk to others, not about others, about what you are thinking, right? And communication is such a big deal. So let's say my spouse said something and I took it one way and now I'm super upset. Well, just go to them and say, hey, could we just talk through this? I just, this is how I interpreted this. I want to understand how you meant it. That's much better than spending three days giving each other the silent treatment and not really understanding what's going on. So you need to talk to others and say, this is what I'm thinking. It also helps, especially if you've got a spouse or someone that you rely on in your life, that they understand you, that they understand your personality style. We've talked about that in the past, that they understand how you think, right? And sometimes they can help us realize what we're doing. They can say, hey, you're going down that negative place again. And or like my brother being able to tell me, why are you trying to solve this problem for this person? Shouldn't that be their responsibility? So again, I'm grateful that he stepped up and told me that because otherwise I would have just kept heading down that path. At least now I recognize that I'm heading down that path and can try and course correct. I've mentioned this, get some professional help if needed. Okay, that probably, I can't emphasize that enough because that's not what I'm here to do. I'm just here to give you some ideas for these things you're, you know, you're having a tough time with, not things that are completely destroying your life. That is not where I come in. And then the last thing I would say, and this is probably the first thing, and this is something we need to train our brains to do. And I talked about this in the episode on happiness, but we need to retrain our brains to look for the positive things in life. Everything around us is going to train us to look for the negative. And in fact, our brains are kind of wired to do that. We need to rewire those brains, right? We need to get to where we start looking for the positive things. And so training yourself that when you start thinking negatively about a situation to first identify the positive things. 
then maybe some negative things will come up, but at least you can, there was good things that happened. Now here are the things that I can work on versus all these bad things happened. It was a horrible, it's a disaster, okay? When we start thinking about negatively about other people, try and look at them through a different lens. Try and look at the positives. The example I, I brought up earlier, if you have somebody on your team that you think they're brand new, they won't know how to do this, they'll never get it done right, I just gotta do it myself. Flip that around and say, hey, why did I hire them? You know, what skills did they bring to the table and how can they use those skills to do this particular thing and how can I help them, right? And help them learn and grow rather than just saying, oh, they'll never get there, I'll just do it myself. So looking for that positive, and there's lots of different ways you can do this. Journaling and writing down three things that you're grateful for, that's one way to do it. I say anything where you write down the positives in a situation will be good. But if I go back to what I said, we really need to get good at recognizing when we're starting down these negative paths in our head and push those aside. Now, I'm not perfect at this, okay? And in fact, I would say that for the last four or five weeks, most of these episodes have been things that I'm trying to go back and remind myself things that I have learned throughout my career and my life to apply to my life here and now. I'm going through most of these things. like thinking about these new dreams that I have and, you know, leading through loss, I had to do that with my mom. And, you know, this one about these negative things that come into our head and how they can really bring us down. These are all things that I struggle with too. So I am trying to learn by teaching myself and sharing this with others and definitely would love to get your feedback and other things that I can do. We're not going to get perfect at this, but it starts by us at least being willing to recognize that we have a challenge in this area, that yeah, there's an, maybe it's just one negative narrative going on in your life. Okay, how can I turn that around? How can I not let that negative narrative impact me? Sometimes it means working with a spouse or another loved one, a sibling or you know, whoever it may be to, to work through some of this kind of stuff. And obviously sometimes it means getting some professional help. But this negative world that we live in, everything is negative. Everything's filled with conflict and extremes and the news is all of the negative things that go on in life and social media does that and we compare ourselves to others and other people's lives and that ends up being negative because we never see that our life is better than somebody else on social media, right? So all of this negativity that comes in, it really does prevent us from having a happy, joyful life and from meeting our most potential. And so I hope that with this episode, at least I got you thinking about, hey, do I have any of this in my life? And if I do, how do I recognize it? And how do I start kicking out of that cycle? How can I start finding things that are more positive in our lives? Because these, the stories that we tell ourselves, positive or negative, are going to influence the direction of our lives. And it's easier for us to tell ourselves negative stories. And it takes work to tell ourselves positive stories about ourselves, about other people, about our lives about the situations that we find ourselves in. So I hope this episode will help you to at least start working on that. I know it's going to help me start working on that. So that's it for today. Thank you for joining me. Just on a programming note, I'm not sure I'm going to drop an episode next week. Uh, I'll be on vacation. We'll see. I have a couple of ideas. We'll see whether I get to them or not, or whether I just decide to really do some self-care and take some downtime. So if you don't see an episode next week, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Remember to subscribe, share, follow, do all of those great things with, with the podcast. And until next time, go out and help somebody be positive.
turn at least one negative narrative in your life around and lift yourself and others in the process. Thank you. Thank you.